Hello, ladies and gents. This is Casey Campbell, and you're listening to It's Tempting. You better buckle up. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of It's Tempting with me, Casey Campbell. Okay, you guys, I don't really have a lot of updates this week. We're doing overnight dates today, okay? So there's been some controversy, and I'm not even going to get too much into it, but I've been getting hate on Apple Podcasts. And basically, people are either A, living in another universe where they're saying that I don't talk about Temptation Island anymore, which is just, I don't even know, I'm not even going to touch on it because it's literally batshit insane. Every single week, all I'm doing is talking about season five. (laughs) And then there's another group of people that are like, you're so behind that you missed the boat. Like we're, we're not even listening, but like people are listening and people do like it. So at the end of the day, I had a little pep talk with my studio guys here today, which honestly humble brag, but one of the studio guys, he said that me and my podcast and like seeing what I'm doing actually inspired him to like go all in and start a podcast with his like boys. So I don't know. I must be doing something right. But he actually told me, he's like, at the end of the day, he's like, you can't make everyone happy. It's your podcast. So like talk about what you want to talk about. And it's like people either listen or they don't. So that's what's going to happen, you guys. I'm just going to keep doing my thing. If you don't like it, you don't like it. If you do, you do. Okay. That's where we're at. So I'm going to keep finishing season five and then we're going to go back to season two recap. I'm going to bring on guests. I'm already scheduling people. It's going to be a good time. So that's kind of where I'm at. I just, I was a little in my feels yesterday just because I do want to make everyone happy. And like, I don't like hearing that people listen to the podcast and like hate it, but people are just making up insane stuff. So I just, I literally cannot make everybody happy. So I'm just going to keep doing my thing. You like it. You like it. If you don't, you don't. If you don't like it though, can you please just like not listen? Because number one, if you guys download my episode and listen to it, I think even just 15 minutes that, that I get paid for that. So number one, like you listening to it, if you don't support me, like you still are supporting me. Number two, it's just like, don't go out of your way to like leave me hate. Like it's stupid. Like just don't listen to it. Anyways, we're doing overnight dates. So we left off Paris and Tajik. Okay. So it's, we're now daytime. We're doing the actual dates. So we're going to play the, my little favorite game, you guys, that I play every single season. Who did who did production love the most and hate the most based on their overnight date decision? So I have a feeling production really liked Paris and Tajik because they got a freaking submarine date, which I know costs br- some bread, okay? So this man says, I'm 70 feet deep in the ocean in a submarine with the only girl I have eyes for, and it's an unexplainable feeling man. Then he says, you know, that saying there's a whole bunch of fish in the sea. Now I know what they mean by that. But hey, you're the only fish for me. And he says this because I watched a little bit of the reunion. He says this not 48 hours before he literally ghosts her for a life. Like I it reminds me of those memes and like those TikToks where it's like, The guy, like the guy that ghosted me three days before, I love you. You're everything I've ever wanted. Will you spend the rest of your life with me? And then three days later, later ghosts. That's what he reminds me of. Okay. It's just, why is he talking such a big game when he like clearly had ulterior motives? It's just, he didn't have to do all that. Paris, my poor girl, she's just smitten. 
She says that he brings her so much happiness that when she's around him, she doesn't think of anyone else. And direct quote, she only wants to be around him and only wants him in her brain. She doesn't want anybody else. Oh, my poor girl. They talk about and joke about having sex on the submarine. They call, He calls it the Mile Under Club, LOL. That would be a vibe, I'm not going to lie. I would totally have sex on a submarine. <laughs> and he confirms he would do it, which like, bro, I get you. So then we pan over to Great and Afisa, and they are snorkeling and playing in the water together. This date not a lot of effort was put in so I don't think he's liked very much it's like they went they rented like snorkel gear for 20 bucks from like some shack on the beach and then put him in the ocean you know not a lot of thought went into this so <laughs> they're low on the totem pole according to great they are looking cute and sexy together he always says that cute and sexy it's like dude it, there's more than looking cute and sexy together by the way you guys I'm still fucking sick so I'm sorry if I'm stifling um so yeah they're looking cute and sexy together what more can he ask for he's wearing a hat that does not fit his head lol so then dun, 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 dun. by the way you guys so i'm just gonna keep it so a hundred right now with you guys <laughs> i think i'm gonna save the very last little bit of this episode um like the following day after the overnights for next week because I've been sick and I accidentally slept through my alarm this morning. So I missed a little bit of my studio time. I think my studio guys, they love me. So like they're going to let me stay a little bit later than my time slot that I booked this week. But yeah, so we're trying to rush this podcast into studio time that technically like wasn't saved for me. So luckily all my studio guys are homies and they love me and I see them every every week and like we shoot the shit and they're like case we got you but I also don't want to like take advantage of them because they get in trouble when they do that so yeah so we're gonna get as much done as possible but this is probably gonna be a shorter episode because like I said I've been sick and I fucking slept through my alarm like a moron today um yeah you guys it's Saturday morning when I'm recording this I just yeah I'm an, I'm not a morning person so yeah I even have coffee right here look at this <laughs> Okay, back to, so that's, wow, I'm all over the place. Um, So yeah, you guys, we're going to do all the overnight dates, but I have a lot of notes, so I'm going to save the next morning for next week's episode. Okay, so that was a tangent. Anyways, um, Nafisa and Greg, now they're sitting underneath a cute little umbrella, and he admits that, that he came to the island not expecting to find a connection, and she says that she felt the same exact way, and he says when it was between her and Tammy, he felt like he was playing with women's hearts, and he hated that. Bro, you didn't look like you hated it too much, because you were literally doing it, like, last episode with freaking Abby randomly. You, like, had a little th threesome going, and, like, freaking Nafisa had to put you in her in your place again, so... I don't think you hated it too much. She looks unimpressed. And I really truly believe like she's a smart girl. Okay. It's obvious that she's got a, like somewhat of a brain on her shoulders. Like she's got to know that like she's got to feel the red flags. Like I, I, she has to, um, she is. So yeah, she just looks really unimpressed. And I just, I'm not convinced that she actually likes this man. Like I'm really starting to think that she's playing the system and she just wanted and needed more airtime. That's the vibe that I'm getting. They're actually the one outcome I don't know details about from the reunion. I feel like as soon as the cameras turn off, she pieced the hell out and it wanted nothing to do with this man. 
And she's also showing nervous tendencies. She's like tendencies. She's like fiddling with the drink, her drink umbrella. She keeps saying, uh-huh, and wants to know what made him feel comfortable enough, enough to throw all of his eggs in her basket. They say that phrase a lot, them too. And then he says, I guess you can say I always knew it was you. And then he continues his insane spiel on how he's always had trust issues. This is his thing, you guys. I've gone in on it once. I'll go on in on it again. He always talks about how he has trust issues but I'm just like I I wish I could sit down with him and be like can you elaborate because you were the cheater like how did you get these trust issues where did they come from like have you been cheated on in the past or are you just such a cheater that you think everyone does what you do because that's like classic it's like when you if your man or your like girl is constantly like accusing you of cheating or has like major trust issues with you. It's not nine out of 10 times, but like a large majority of the time, they're the one that's cheating and doing shady behavior and they're subconscious. Like they feel like you're doing the same shit. So just like heads up people that aren't cheaters aren't like always accusing their significant other of like cheating and having trust issues. So after she wants to know, how he knew that he was going to throw all his eggs in her basket. He says, I guess you can say I always knew it was you. And then he continues. So yeah, he has trust issues. And then he's always known she was the one and he was looking for a backup just in case. Gross. I honestly can't wait to never have to recap the crazy shit this man says ever again. Like I just, he drives me absolutely bonkers up the wall insane. He says, I came to, and this is a direct quote, I came to a realization that my queen is right there, you know, and what is stopping me from pursuing her? And then they cheers to the overnight stay and to some alone time. He honestly drives me nuts. Like, he really freaking does. Like, I think he's great. Apparently, he's like a fashion Nova, like, man model. I think that's great for him. Like, model, but, like, keep your mouth shut. Like, don't ever speak. Oh, yeah, I already said it, but my next note is my favorite game. Who did production hate the most based on their overnight date? LOL. So we already started the game. So, so far, I think they liked Paris and Tajik or probably thought that they were going to give them some good content because they put them in that submarine that cost money. They had to rent it out. Nobody else was on the submarine. That, like, cost some bread. Great. They probably hated because they just rented them $10, $20 snorkel gear, threw them in the ocean and called it a day. Rob and Dez. God, you guys, my sniffles are so bad right now. It's so cringe. I'm so sorry. So sorry about that. Rob and Dez. Dez wants to know where he sees himself going once this whole journey is done. And they're having a little beach picnic. So I don't think they were loved, but they definitely weren't hated because they still had to rent the beach picnic. They had to set it up. It's cute. It looks like it's one of those fancy picnics, you know, not just like a not just like a sheet or a towel and like some shit on it. It's like a little table. There's decor. So they're like mid they're mid level. You know, they weren't hated. They weren't loved. Um, He's really growing fond this is a direct quote he's really growing fond of her and he really likes her and can see a future with her but he'd be lying if he said Vanessa wasn't in his heart honestly I respect the honesty 
I really do. It's like he's not telling her what she wants to hear. He's not saying what he needs to say to like get in her pants later that night. Like he's really being honest and he's saying some tough stuff. So I I do. I respect it. Des wants to know if Vanessa says the right words at the bonfire if that's going to sway his answer and she's grinning when she's asking this because she's probably thinking like what the frick rob says if he's completely honest with her then yes he's not gonna sit there and lie to her hell yeah again totally respect it like a lot like i'm actually surprised he's being so honest He says that having to look Des in the eyes and telling her that he might have to go back to Vanessa, it does hurt him a little bit because he likes her a lot and is fond of her, which is even respects me more. It's like he actually likes this girl. He kind of wants to not totally burn the bridge, but he's still keeping it real with her. Very, very respectable. Des, because she's kind of grinning through this whole thing, and you can tell she's definitely grinning because she thinks what he's saying is absolutely insane because she follows up with that she believes in change, but some people just have characteristics that are just not compatible with the other people. Direct quote, I feel like your heart and mind is set in changing her when maybe the bigger thing to do is to go and to let, when maybe the bigger thing to do is to let her go and let her just be who she is. Honestly, incredible advice. Super mature, super wise. You, it's not your job to change people. That's like a hard lesson I think everybody has to learn in their life. Like people, for the most part, are who they are. If they're going to change their behavior, like they're going to do that when they want to do that on their own terms. Like it's not your job to change anyone. And if someone isn't your cup of tea and isn't what you want, you have to let them go. You know, it, you it's not your job to fix them and it's not fair to them. It's not fair to you. Let them go. And I think literally episode one, when I recapped them, that was my take on that. It's like you guys clearly want different things and it's not fair to either of you that you both are like trying to change each other. Rob admits that he is at a crossroads and he doesn't know what's going to happen with him and Vanessa. And then him and Des are watching the sunset and they have a little smoocheroo. So now we pan over to Vanessa and Bryce and they walk up. It's daytime right now. They walk up to some chairs that are like in the shade. And I'm not really sure at this point in time what they're doing. But when I found out what they're doing, I died. She says Bryce has a way of showing her a lot of attention that she misses in her current relationship. She doesn't want to say that Rob should be worried, but she's but if she's honest, direct quote, Bryce is coming with it. Okay, you guys. So I actually like Vanessa. She's grown on me a lot. Okay, truly. I'm not just saying that. But production effing hates this woman. Okay, they have them cold plunging their feet into buckets of water. Okay, they literally were like, fuck it. We're getting two chairs, two lounge chairs. We're going to get two buckets, put them in front of the lounge chairs, put ice effing cold water and then some cocktails we're gonna call it a day and we're gonna freeze their their lower half of their body off you know like what like at first I was like okay maybe this is like a business a spa day but then it panned out and it's like no dude they're literally like underneath a shaded area in lounge chairs with their feet in buckets of ice cold water production said f you that's what that was you guys that was a big f you from production literally cost them nothing they probably had the buckets like hanging out in their storage room 
at one of the villas and then just like put ocean water in it and some ice cubes. So that's weird. They even say they're like they joke. They're like, it's cold as shit. And then I, I put in my notes, did they have a company do this or did they just fill buckets with water? I honestly, once they panned out of the scene, I'm like, holy shit, this isn't a spa. Like, they really just put buckets of ice cold water, which I get it. Okay, cold plunging is like in right now. Okay, it's like really good for your health. But first off, it's like an experience and you plunge your whole body in and it's like a health and fitness thing. I wouldn't say sticking your, your dogs in some icy cold water buckets is like romantic like we're trying to have romantic fantasy date last day on the island like let's have a little naughty time tonight and ice cold bucket of water trying to keep my feet in it without cringing it's not giving romantic last date to me so they're low on the totem pole is the moral of the story so then they start chatting about the bonfire they just had and she admits that she still feels really conflicted. Direct quote, I haven't felt like someone's number one priority in a long time. Her heart is telling her one thing, but her mind is telling her something else. Then Bryce says it's a really big decision with just a little time left. He says he doesn't think that she should leave with Rob because Vanessa is a little too good for him. I definitely, I kind of gave them some shit earlier saying like, I don't know if he's totally into her. Like it kind of seems like it's just he got put into this storyline. But I don't know. I kind of think that they actually have a real connection and like a good little vibe. And like he really does see, I think he sees the side of Vanessa that she doesn't share very often. So he's kind Kind of he respects and cares for the soft Vanessa and he's had the privilege of seeing that direct quote but the possibilities are endless with me and he obviously thinks he is the better option and then they cheers to see what else they can get into so that's their day date so now we go over to Caitlin and Sebastian and it looks like they are hiking in some very terrifying looking caves like when the camera panned to them it's like they're two little bodies and then in the background is this gigantic mass of like a black hole into the side of the mountain with like zero light not gonna lie it looks a little intimidating they can't believe they're out of the house together on a date she's happy to have some alone time and it's crazy that it's the final date. Direct quote, it's really nice finally getting to get a date with Sebastian. And holy shit, you guys, like obviously I've been recapping the season and I know what's happened, but I did not realize that this is their first date together because they've really been connecting in the house. They've been making out like he spent the night in her bed. Like they're, they've been having a very clear connection. It just dawned on me that this is their first date together, which is freaking crazy. So as they're walking... And my opinion on this body language moment changes as the date goes on. But in this moment in time, she's grabbing onto his arm as they are walking. And he doesn't really seem that engaged. And his body language seems very closed off. Like his arms are crossed kind of in front of him, which I'm like, eh, closing off the body. Not good. She's glad that they have this alone time because it is coming to the end. And she wants to get to know him better. I just said it. He doesn't seem that engaged with what she's saying and his body language with his arms crossed is very closed off. He says, I know. I wonder if we get to know each other outside of this too. So maybe he's just nervous, okay? Because they're obviously talking about some serious shit that they've never talked about before. But um, 
yeah, like maybe he's just nervous. He admits that he does want to get to know her outside of this. And he says, yeah, like to wanting to get to know her outside of this. She's grinning and seems seems like really surprised that he says, really? And he's very, very smiley. So they just, they're tiptoeing around some shit, okay? It's kind of confusing. They're just tiptoeing around their connection. They're tiptoeing around, like, what's going on with them. They're tiptoeing around if they're going to, like, hang out outside of this. It just seems like they're both very nervous and unsure of what the hell is actually going on between them. In the confessional, she says she's still getting overhaul and focusing on herself. So it definitely threw her for a loop hearing him say that he's actually interested in figuring out what this is. She definitely thinks there's more to discover with Sebastian. So yeah, I think I kind of hit the nail on the head. I think when he brought up that he's curious to see what they are outside of the show and like in real life, she was kind of taken aback. I don't think she was ready to hear that, especially from him because I think she thinks he's a fuckboy. So then they walk into the cave and I'm not going to lie. It's actually pretty freaking amazing. They do have a flashlight, which I was stoked about because if I I could never walk in there with a flashlight, I'm one of those people that's scared of the dark. It's just like, no, absolutely not. And like every cave horror movie I've ever seen where like people go into a cave and there's like monsters in there. It's like six friends go into a cave and like people start like slowly dying in like horrific ways. That's all I would be thinking about. (laughs) So the flashlight, thank freaking God. And then we find out that they are inside of a lava tube, which like, okay, so everyone knows I lived in Hawaii for a year and there's lava tubes like all over the islands, um, especially on the big island, which this this season was filmed on the big island. All the other seasons were filmed in Maui. So I lived on the big island and there's lava tubes everywhere. And you guys trigger warning what I'm about to say. If you don't want to hear about getting murked, don't listen to this. Um, You guys. (laughs) So this was a thing on the big island because there's there's like gangs on the big island. <laughs> I know I'm about to like show you the dark, tell you about the dark side of Hawaii right now. So the big island, um, there's lots of tourism, but the big island is one of the islands that's like a real island. Like there people like live there, like have lived there their whole lives. They're it's like a it's not like Oahu. Like Oahu is kind of like L.A. on an island. Even Maui is very touristy. The big island is touristy like in Kona the Kona side the rest of the island is like a real island like real islands like people have that have lived there for like generations and they are not fans of mainlanders they're not fans of tourists okay that's not really has that has nothing to do with what I'm about to say but you guys so there's gangs on the big island and especially in like one area I'm not gonna say but there's one city that like is known for like criminal activity but when they need someone to disappear they stick their bodies in lava tubes yeah you guys fun fact so lava tubes I've always been freaking freaked out of because like so lava tubes I've always been really freaked out by because like that's what I would always hear about it's like if someone goes missing on the big island it's like they're probably in a freaking lava tube so yeah you guys that was a fun fact I learned when I moved to the big island of Hawaii Lava tubes, really good. Great spot to hide a body. (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm uncomfortable, you guys. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because I'm literally uncomfortable. So as soon as they said they're walking through a lava tube, that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh, yeah, they're on the big island. Like, hopefully they don't find anything that they weren't meant to stumble upon. So, yeah, fun fact. Back to the show and not such morbid fun facts. (laughs) Sebastian 
says that at dinner tonight he's gonna oh so he's in the confessional he says that at dinner tonight he's gonna pull out everything he's got to see if she wants to give them a chance and honestly I'm intrigued because I don't know what to think about this guy it's like sometimes I think he's a complete and total f-boy and then sometimes I'm thinking like he actually really likes her and is nervous as hell because remember he is the one that did admit that this is the first girl that he's had feelings for since he had his heart broken by his ex and it's bringing up a lot of trauma and PTSD and he's feeling really vulnerable and he doesn't know how to feel. So it's like half of me thinks he's an F boy, but then half of me is like, I think he has real feelings and he's nervous as hell. And because he's so nervous, it's like, it's coming off like he's unsure and it's just, he's tiptoeing around shit. So I'm just very intrigued by him. And I even put on my notes, now I think that he's just nervous. I don't necessarily think he's an F-boy. Direct quote, I'm going to try to get her to see that this could be something potentially good. See, I think he actually really likes her and is just nervous as hell. He's very glad that she picked him and he's glad she finally came to her senses, lol. He seems way more relaxed now, like as the date has gone on. His body language has really calmed down. His arms aren't crossed anymore. And I I put in my notes, I think he's just a little nervy. I really do. I think she makes him nervous and it's just he needs a second to like calm down and like get less nervous. She jokes that it's because he beat her in beer pong, lol. They're, they're cute. They have a cute vibe. So now we pan over to Hall and Michaela. They are in a boat and it's the sunset. So they're, they, production spent some money on them. So I think that they're well liked. Also, they were going to get good content from them. You know, they were, they're making the show. They're the only real love story. So production spent some money. Like they had to rent a boat. Then later in the date, we get to the fact that they're night swimming with manta rays, which is another reservation. Okay. And it's like just them. Okay. It's not with other people. So that's a lot of money. That's a boat rental for hours. That's a manta ray reservation. Like, okay. And then we see where they end up staying that night. Production spent some serious bread on this date. So, which makes me think not only did production think that they were going to get good content from them, but also, I think some of production probably thinks it's real love. So yeah, anyways, they're on a boat. It's the sunset. They can't believe that they're there right now. And they both thought that they would just be chilling with a friend at this point. Hall says this is turning into something really special. And they're just gazing into each other's eyes. She agrees. And they both say 100% period over that this is something really special. He's just really corny. I mean, honestly, you can't even like hate on him for it I think he's just a cornball you know it, it he is who he is he says direct quote I've never fallen in love with someone this fast and the, the whole date on this boat they're just gazing in each other's eyes and then they're cherishing every second they have with each other that's what Hall is saying they're gazing in each other's eyes and they are cherishing every second they have then they jump in the water at night. So I already told you guys what they end up doing. But when I first watched this episode, my immediate reaction to them jumping into that pitch black water was yikes. Holy shit. My ocean phobia might not be able to handle this because all I'm thinking is like sharks, Hawaii sharks, nighttime, like, oh, absolutely not. But then, but then it's lit up and they're swimming with manta rays. Okay. So immediately it went from absolutely F no, like not happening to, okay, this could be actually really cool. I would be down. 
Hall says that he loves adventures and this is the most epic adventure ever. And to share the moment with Michaela made it extra special. Again, in my notes, I said, yeah, I could do this. It's super cute, you guys. It's all like lit up with like that blue lighting. There's like a bar that you can hold on to. And then they're like looking down and they're swimming with the man rays. Honestly, super cool. I think it might have just been added to my bucket list. She says it's one of the most amazing things she's ever done in her life. And Hall confirms this date was the best time of his life. And you guys, drum roll, please. Da -da -da -da. The most hated people. Which honestly, it might. It, I don't think that they hate Maricela. They definitely hate the shit out of Chris. Because you guys, they got no day date. No day date footage at all. So it was so insignificant to them that it was just like, no, we're not wasting one second of our unlimited camera roll footage on them for a day date. You know, that's, that's how little production like them. The fact their entire date got wiped, whoa. Whoa, because this is the thing. I'm like, the only other reason why an entire date would be wiped like that is because it was like so boring and like nothing happened. But there's no way, okay? Because like, well, actually, Maricela and Christiane, like they're really, all they're doing is just making out. So it's like, we've seen it a million times. So maybe they didn't give them content. But Chris is always saying something idiotic. So it's like, they definitely, and like the show has unlimited camera roll footage. It's like, they could have wasted an hour of footage on them. You know, it wouldn't have been a waste. It's like, whatever. But the fact that they were like, fuck this, we're not wasting any time on a day date for them. They, they hate, they hate them. Production 100% hates either Chris or Meritella. And I'm pretty sure it's Chris. So yeah, no day date for them. Wild. So now it's the nighttime. And Vanessa and Bryce, they are eating dinner at the beach. It looks like some fine dining. They're eating oysters. And of course, she brings up that oysters are a natural aphrodisiac. Okay, so confession, you guys. I've never had oysters. However, I love seafood. Big seafood girl. If you guys followed me for any time at all whatsoever, you would know I basically live and thrive off of salmon. <laughs> okay? It's all I fucking eat. Salmon and shrimp love seafood however I'm not a big like raw person okay I don't really like raw seafood and I'm a huge texture freak so oysters freak me out okay because I'm like okay you just have to like swallow it whole but it's like the texture's crazy but I've heard they're freaking delicious with a little lemon on them and I'm just like damn like I want to get the balls to try them but I'm terrified so that's just my little rant that like it's on my bucket list I want to try oysters but I'm also like fuck, I'm just going to probably throw them up. But you know what? <laughs> you never know. Maybe they're my new favorite thing. But this whole scene, I was like, oh, I want to try them, especially the whole natural aphrodisiac. I'm like curious. It's like, do you get horny like within five minutes? Like, how does it work? I need to Google that. I'm, I literally need to Google that because I'm very, very curious how oysters get you horny. Okay. So back to their date. She says that she expects him to make a move tonight, and he says he can take care of that. They are very giggly. He says their sense of humor together is definitely their love language. Okay, that's cute as hell. I want my love language with someone to be our sense of humor together. Like, that's freaking adorable. And then direct quote, 
he says that loosens her up and breaks down her walls. I love how in tune to her this man is. It's like he knows that if he can make her laugh and like get her to giggle, like that's going to break her walls down. That's going to make her more vulnerable. That's going to get her to relax. Like I love that. I need a man like that in my life. Not going to lie. She jokes that he knows he has it in the bag and she hates it. They are super cute, you guys. I do. I like them. She says he's sweet and charming. This is the part that threw me off, though. He asks if she wants to kiss and she says, no, I don't want to. L-O-L. I think she says it twice that she doesn't want to. And it gets kind of awkward for a second because I think he was kind of shocked because he doesn't really know what to say. And then he wants to know why not, obviously. He's silent. And she kind of saves this whole awkward moment by saying that she really liked when he kissed her neck earlier and her cheek. Direct quote, that was sexy. It turned me on. So then he starts kissing her neck. And like this whole thing intrigued me because it's like, okay, like he can't kiss you on the lips, but he can like suck on your neck. Like I don't really get Well, actually, yeah, I guess I see the difference. Kissing on the lips is definitely more intimate. I don't know. Kissing on the neck is pretty freaking intimate. Like, that's my that's my kryptonite. If a guy kisses me on the neck, I'm like a puddle immediately. Um, She admits that she's really nervous and wants to maintain her composure. But he makes her weak in the knees. Also, she's like giggling because she says his beard is tickling her neck. And I'm intrigued, okay, because I've never... Yeah, I don't think I've ever hooked up with anyone that has a beard. Yeah, I haven't. Holy shit, you guys. Every guy I've ever dated has been like clean cut. So I, I'm i so ticklish. I'm like the most ticklish freaking person ever. It's actually kind of a problem. Like, like it's really not okay. I'm so ticklish for if you, I even like, if you even come near me, like if you even put your hands like an inch away from my ribs and you're not even touching me, I'll start dying laughing because I already feel the tickles. Okay, that's how fucking ticklish I am. And if I'm getting like a pedicure and they start like scraping the bottom of my feet, holy shit I can't handle it I'm like kicking it's like it's bad I'm very ticklish so I just I don't know if I can handle getting kissed on the neck with someone that has a beard because I'm so ticklish so that whole thing really intrigued me because she was being all ticklish and sensitive because his beard is all up on her neck because yeah I I have a feeling I wouldn't be able to handle it Okay, they both admit this is the most romantic date they've been on, and they walk off arm in arm into the sunset with their champagne. Very cute, wholesome vibes. Des and Rob, they are eating dinner by the sunset, and he wants to know how she's feeling. She says it's bizarre that he's... (laughs) Wait, I said that note way too calm. Sorry, because this scene is a little funny. Des is a real one. So... Des and Rob eating dinner by the sunset. He wants to know how how she's feeling. And in the confessional, she says it's bizarre that he's going to wait to decide. She feels like she's second place and he's not valuing what they have created together. And then she confesses to him that that's how she feels. Like she feels like second place, like she's in competition. He doesn't want her to feel like second place, but direct quote If this is honestly, I, again, I respect the shit out of this man. He says direct quote, if it can be healed, speaking about his relationship with Vanessa, I don't want to throw my relationship away over a month with you. Wow. Like talk about keeping it a hundred. First off, clap, 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 round of applause, snaps, like 
someone actually has some sense. It's like, okay, yes, maybe you can meet the love of your life on reality TV. It's happened before, okay? Is it rare as hell? Yes, 100%. For the most part, these people are strangers. You do not know them. It's fantasy land, okay? It's not the real world. What's going to work on Temptation Island is most likely not going to work in real life, okay? Because you don't have real problems. You don't have... It's not real, okay? It's a fantasy land in a little, like, bubble experiment. So the fact that he is, like, man enough to admit, like, hey, this this is a month on a freaking island with you, and I have a whole-ass relationship, I respect it, okay? Makes sense. Thank you. For the love of God, someone is speaking sense. Okay, so he wants to know if she understands and he admits this situation is so strange. And honestly, I did watch a little clip of the reunion. The fact that they had sex after this conversation is honestly kind of crazy. Like, love Des, but like, girl, he's literally telling you like he wants to go back to his girl. Like, I just, I can't believe that they actually hooked up after this. But he says if you can give it a percentage, he would give it a 10% chance that he stays with Vanessa. Direct quote, it would have to be a miracle of words to get him to say, to stay. Sheesh. She says it's pretty simple. You just decided. They keep going back and forth, okay? And Des still doesn't know how it's going to end. And she feels like he's fighting with his girlfriend for attention. That sentence is insane, okay? That sh- that's all the reason that you should know, like, he's not that into you, you know? Like, it's just, he's still invested with Vanessa, you know? You should have just t- taken that as your cue. Like, we're friends. He's just not that into me. She's unsure how it's going to end and wants to have a good rest of the night with him. They go off to the hot tub and he's ready to get wet and wild. So yeah, I respect him that he's being honest with her because he is. He's keeping it 100. But I'm just like, girl, you should have really took what he said to heart and like not hooked up with him if I'm being totally like completely honest. So now we're, we finally figure out what's going on with Maricela and Christiane. So they're at dinner. He wants to know how she feels about going back to the real world. And she tells him if she gets in her head, it's stressful. It's stressful. But if she just lets it be, it's more exciting than anything. He wants to know where they go after this, and he admits he doesn't have these kinds of connections and feelings with girls often. I put a note in here. She seems like she's going to let him down, and she's just kind of been playing with him this whole time. Because when he's saying this, you can kind of see it on her face. Like, she's, like, grinning and, like, nodding and, like, kind of just, like, taking aback. She says that she likes him a lot and loves the vibe they have and wants to spend time getting to know him. And then he admits he wants her to fly back with him and wants to see her in the real world. I like him. Like, he's sweet. Like, I feel bad for this guy. I think he, she's not going to go home with him. I don't think so. I think she's been playing with him this whole time. I think she's just, like, loving being single. She's learning to love herself. She's figuring life out. Like, she was having fun with him. But it's like, she she didn't really think, like, they'd actually leave together. And I think I kind of hit the nail on the head because my next note is she admits that she's really caught off guard by him talking about the future. She's been so in the moment that she hasn't even thought about what the future might hold. See, she's been living in the moment. She's just been doing whatever like comes to her and she hasn't been thinking about like the repercussions and that the fact like there's life after the show. So then 
They So then they walk inside of their villa and kiss, of course, and she didn't come here. She admits she didn't come here with the motive of finding someone new, but she can't control life and we'll see where things go. Again, on brands of her, she's just living in the moment, not really thinking of the future at all. So now we're with Chris and Alexis at dinner and she wants to know how he feels about the bonfire. And there's like a bird squawking in the background and I just know production was pissed, okay? Because whenever there's like a lot of noise when you're filming a reality show, it's like they'll tell you like hard ice and then you like won't talk until like the noise goes away. Like the last time I filled for TI was like for promo for one of the seasons and we were filming at like an Airbnb in LA and it, I was in the backyard and we were near an airport. So like a plane kept flying over and every time a freaking plane would fly over, they would hard ice me and tell me to shut up. And it's like, it would always be in the middle of a conversation and it, it was annoying as hell. So I just know production was losing their shit over this bird in the background. Cause it's, it's so annoying. I immediately noticed it. I was like, oh yeah, production was pissed. Like they, this conversation got chopped up for sure. He admits it hurts to see Maricela with another man and that if he would have known those were her intentions, he would have he would have allowed himself to fall for Alexis. Again, not doing things because he wants to do them. He's doing things because of what Maricela is doing. He admits, oh, this kind of blew me away. So in the confessional, he admits that he expected to propose to Maricela at the end of this, which I honestly never saw that coming in a million years. Wild. He closed himself off to the idea of finding someone like Alexis and then he ends it by calling her an amazing queen. She says it's okay because they are on their, they are on their last date together and he just wants to focus on the present. Honestly, red flag. Of course he just wants to focus on the present because the future, shit's going to get real. You know, you're back in the real world. It's like he's just he's also just kind of in the moment. I just don't get good vibes from this man at all. So then Alexis, she's admitting she needs to be realistic because they both live in different areas and he came with a girlfriend, but she is open to it. So we obviously they're they're long distance and they got some shit they got to work out. So Alexis says no matter where this goes, they will help each other to become better people. And he says that he wants her to realize that he kind of sees where it's going and he feels where it's going and hopefully she sees and feels where it's going also sheesh so now we're back to the f boy and paris and i literally in my notes i have this f boy in all caps with a bunch of exclamation points he's like every f boy meme like i said the one the, those memes where it's like three days earlier he's like proposing to me telling me that i'm the only girl for him and then three days later like he ghosts me and i never hear from him again because that's literally what he did to paris He's saying, no joke, that he feels like he found his match, okay? Paris, she's so far in her feels, and she's eating up every word he's saying. She says that she's going to cry, and he says she looks good, too good to cry, okay? Paris admits that she's nervous about seeing great, and what if he wants to get back with her and make things work? I put a million question marks because it's like, girl, you should know, like, he ain't it for you. Like, absolutely not. Tajik, just silent. Yeah, <laughs> Tajik is just silent. Oh, he, he makes me cringe knowing what he did to her. And she says it's weird because she feels more connected to Tajik than to Great. 
wow, big statement. This girl, I have a feeling like Tajik broke her heart. There's just no way. He, he said and did the most, okay? He did not need to go this in, okay? He could have kind of done like, I don't know, what like Maricela's doing. It's like she's living in the moment. She's having fun. She's making out. But like she's not telling Christian like he's like, the girl for him and like this is our house in Miami and like drawing their house together and like it's just it's sad he really did the most and then she says that he makes her so happy again with doing the most he says hearing that is music to his ears and then direct quote she makes me feel so good that I don't even know how to explain it and he's never felt this way about a female ever 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 she brings my guard down and accepts me for who I really am and he feels like a better man holy shit it sounds like he wants to get married it sounds like he met his future wife and 48 hours later he literally ghosts this girl so hardcore she never hears from him again not a text not a dm she even, sl- I think she even slid in his DMs to like reach out and he didn't respond to the DM. And then he made the excuse that he gets so many DMs that he just didn't see it. Like he is a classic F boy. Like he did not need to say all that. Like that is so effed. So then they compliment each other's outfits and he tell her he tells her she looks good as shit in that dress and she jokes with absolutely zero hesitation. Are you going to take it off? I love it. Love the confidence. I'm here for it. And then he look, gives her a look because you know he wants to take it off. And he says, hell yeah, I'm going to take it off. I want to take it off right now. I do kind of like that. I'm not going to lie. I would be so, I'd get all tingly in my seat if like a hot man was telling me that at dinner. She tells him to eat his food and he said he lost his damn appetite. All he wants is her and he's ready for dessert. Yeah, th- this would get me. I'm not going to lie. I would get all in my feels. She feels happy and like a new person. And then we see that their room has rose petals all on the bed. And then she's like bending over at the end of the bed, okay? He's shirtless. She's like down in her panties. And he's going to like close the blinds. And she's like bent over. I'm like, sheesh, get it. Get it, girl. So yeah, production loved them and got all the content. So they're they're at the top of the totem pole. So now Great and Nafisa, they're at dinner. Everyone is wearing red, I realize. Like, I production did that on purpose. Nafisa's wearing red. Paris was re- wearing red. Nafisa, she's no bullshit. Gets straight to the point. Wants to know if this is just a Temptation Island thing. He says that he wants something outside of here for sure. And, of course, the distance will play a huge factor. He wants to know if she will come to New York. And she says she's from New York. And that's not a problem. And he says that he will come down to Florida. Also, low-key, I discovered, like, Going from Florida to New York and vice versa, it's light work, okay? I, like, looked up flights the other day because I want to go on a solo trip to New York, I think. I've always wanted to go to New York. I feel like part of my soul is there. I can't explain it. I feel like in another life, like, I lived in New York, okay? I've never been, and it's on my bucket list, as you guys all know. Christmas at the Plaza Hotel in New York is, like, number one on my bucket list. So I've been looking up flights lately, And it's cheap as hell, okay? It's no big deal. It's like a 45-minute flight, an hour, I think. And yeah, dude, so like New York, going New York and Florida is light work. I wouldn't even consider that long distance. So he tells her not to worry about Paris, and she admits she's not worried, and he says he's not thinking about Paris at all. Yikes. Nafisa admits that he didn't come... 
here by himself. So she does feel a little concerned. She's saying this in the confessional. And then they head out to their little villa. And I just, this is something I put in my notes. I put, she is picking up that he's all over the place, but she's going to trust him. And then he's dancing. So I just think in her heart of hearts, she knows he's full of shit. Okay. I think that she has, is playing him for airtime. I think that she's never going to speak to him again after this. And I think that she just did what she needed to do to make it to that final date. That's really my honest to God feeling. And again, they're one of the outcomes I don't know. Caitlin and Sebastian, they are at dinner. And he wants to know if it was her best date ever. And she says she thinks so. She kind of pauses before, but then she says she thinks so. And he says it was his also. And she says she doesn't know if she trusts him. And she seems really nervous when she says this, okay? But again, I like that she's keeping it real, you know? Grown-ass woman. She's saying like, hey, like, this was a great date, but I'm hesitant and I'm nervous because I don't know what's real and what's not. He wants to know why. And she says she doesn't know. She can't really figure him out. And he responds with that he understands she might think he's a fuckboy. And she immediately laughs out loud and admits she didn't want to say that, but are you a fuckboy? Like she immediately calls him out. She wants to know. I will say, you guys, his IG, I've seen his IG, okay? He's in Miami and he's living his best Miami life, okay? He's always at the club. He's always with girls. His following, I checked the following, you know, because I got to do a little research on these people. I got to see where they're at today, okay? See what's going on. He's one of those guys where you click his following and it's just baddies, okay? All he follows is girls all over everywhere. So many red flags. It's like however many people he's following, 1,500 people, I don't know, 1,500 red flags, okay? He says after she calls him out for being a fuckboy, but okay, side note. I will say there are good guys that like look like F boys on Instagram. Like, for example, Deke is one of those people where everyone thought he's like the biggest douchebag known to mankind. But then you guys listened to him on my podcast and you guys were like shocked. Like the amount of DMs I got of people that were like, holy crap, like he seems like he has a good head on his shoulders. Like he seems like such a good guy. Like he seems like he's so close with his family. Like he's driven. He has goals. Like people fell in love with Deke with his last episode okay but his instagram is honestly one of the most cringe instagrams ever and i've said that to his face okay so i don't feel bad about saying it now so he's a perfect example of a guy that like has an over-the-top ridiculous instagram and you check his following and it's literally just chicks but like if you actually know him he's a good guy you know he's just figuring it out He, Sebastian says, he's past that wanting to be single stage and just wanting to have fun. And he would like to meet someone and get serious. And he confirms that he is open to getting into a relationship and open to seeing what happens with them on the outside. Caitlin wants to know if he's for real. And you can tell that she's just not sure. Like she just, she's not sure about it. She like wants to know like for real, for real. And she's saying, hmm. So then in the confessional, she confesses that she's holding back because she knows she's going to go home and reality will set in. And she has a lot to figure out and focus on, which like facts. I don't think it's really hit her that she just broke off like an eight-year engagement. She has an entire life to figure out. Like I had to do that and my life was in shambles for like months. Like there's no way I could have 
been building a connection with someone new when I was having to like literally break up and put my entire life back together. And then they cheers to whatever this is and continuing it outside of the island. So now we're with Michaela and Hall. And again, they're gazing into each other's eyes. They can't even put their day into words or their feelings into words. Hall says they started as true friendship and it escalated very fast. Low key, that is the way to do it, you guys. I will, I stand by that. I think the best love stories start as friends and turn into something more. And she says that so this part was kind of wild she says that she's falling in love with him for sure and she's never felt this in her life she's scared but excited and she's so excited for him to meet her family she's very happy and he feels the same and they are both very emotional like holding back tears okay both of them and I have thoughts, you guys. I've kind of been hating on them a lot lately. And again, I don't like how she acted at the reunion. I think it was bullshit. Like, absolutely uncalled for. Not okay, not her place. And it showed a side of her that I didn't like. Him. I think he is all over the place. I think he's a walking red flag. I think he handled everything horribly. I think he's an absolute coward for staying with Caitlyn as long as he did. And I think it's absolute effing bullshit that he stopped paying for her engagement ring as soon as they got cast on Temptation Island. So many red flags. However, this scene and how emotional they are, it made me think that this might be real love. I'm just going to keep it real. Like they might actually be in love. I don't know if it's going to last, but I think they might be in love. And I just had to confess that. So confession of the day. So he says he's never been wanted and loved and needed like this. It's the best feeling in the world. And finally, for the first time in his life, he feels very special to someone Honestly, you can't hate him for that, you guys. If that's how he feels, like, everyone deserves to feel that way. You know, I and I stand behind that. I really do. Everyone deserves to feel really loved. Then there's a hot tub makeout scene, of course. And then they say, now is the time to go to the next part of their date. They're getting it on tonight for sure. They had good naughty time this night. I, I will die on that hill. They really had, they had some good, good time. He says this is a fairy tale and he's not supposed to be in a fairy tale. He's been searching his whole life for this and he's never going to let Michaela go. Production loves them. You guys, I'm just putting it out there. Their whole date, clearly the most money was spent on it. They have a gigantic villa. Their bedroom looks freaking amazing. Hall says he's not he's not going to lose this girl and then he's carrying her like a princess to the bedroom, throws her on the pet bed and they are giggling. Then we pan over to Chris and Alexis. There's a thunderstorm. By the way, I used to be scared of thunder. Now living in Florida, I freaking love thunderstorms. Love the rain. Love thunderstorms. It's the best vibe. It's so cute. Light a candle. Hang out. I love it. Here for it. Love a thunderstorm. There's a little fire pit. Chris and Alexis are around the fire pit. He says he's conflicted over what he's going to say to Maricela. And he's nervous at hell, but he's most grateful for Alexis. He's learned she's willing to put in as much work as him, and he hasn't felt that in quite some time. Ew. Ew, ew, ew. Especially when Maricela is saying she's done anything and everything for this man, and it's, like, still not good enough. Then they are off to bed. The music is kind of cringe. I'm not going to lie. And then they are making out on the bed. Now we pan over to Bryce and Vanessa. He says tonight was really fun. They cheers to a good day. 
and a night to themselves. She says it's been magical and Bryce is saying all the right things and it's making her decision even harder. And again, with the neck kisses and the cuddling, like it's like you might as well just make out. Like you're cuddling, you're all up on each other. He's kissing your neck. It's like very intimate. She asks, does he not have underwear on? And he says he never does and is ready for action. Loki, I feel him. Confession, you guys. Like, I don't know what's happened to me recently, but like, this may be TMI, but I feel the no underwear thing, you guys. It's nice just letting it all out. And also, as a girl, I love having small boobs because I literally never wear a bra. You guys, I don't even remember the last time that I wore a bra. And that's one reason why I'll never get my boobs done because like, I never want... Except I guess if they're really plastic, they're just like perky all the time. But I just, I hate bras, okay? So underwear and bras, I boycott them both. I hate them. So I get him. I feel you, Bryce. She says, you're a menace. He says he's just going to go with the flow and do whatever she's comfortable with, even if it means sleeping on the couch. But he has some hopes it will go better than that. They are sleepy and they're going to bed. She makes a joke about how he's going to sleep on the couch. And Loki, I don't think he does sleep on the couch. I get the vibe that he very much slept in the same bed as her. And I'll die on that hill. So now Des and Rob, they're in the hot tub and it's decorated super freaking cute. Candles, drinks, flowers, adorable, decorated very well. He says he's infatuated with her and loves being around her. They're super all over each other. He likes that she can handle tough discussions and can handle it calmly because he's not used to that. And he says at no point did he wish he was on this date with Vanessa. He admits that their earlier conversation would have gone terribly with Vanessa. Facts. Okay, there's no way she would have handled what he said well. They're making out a lot. It's time for bed. And then she admits, direct quote, my connection with Rob is sticky as fuck. She, she says she's pushing her emotions away so she can enjoy her last moments with him. That was not a good decision because we know that they went all the way, you know, home run. They home run it and he ends up going home with Vanessa. So girl, I'm sorry that happened to you. That's effed. Okay, you guys, that's where I'm going to end it today because like I said, I don't want to take advantage of my studio, guys. <laughs> I slept through my alarm and I didn't have enough time today. So that's it for today, you guys. Overnight dates. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of let down. I thought there would be more drama. I thought there would be more like crazy shit happening. I think it was all pretty like wholesome and normal and nothing that exciting, you know? That's just kind of where I stand. It was like a pretty tame overnight date episode. Nothing crazy happened really at all except Tajik being the biggest fuckboy known to mankind. That was, that's kind of wild. I cannot believe he ghosted her 48 hours later after saying all that shit the audacity but that's it you guys that's all I have for you today so I hope you enjoyed it sorry it was a little bit shorter next week we'll have longer episodes and we're gonna get through this season shortly so final bonfires they're almost here whoa I'm ready I'm really ready for the reunion that's what I really can't wait to recap Alrighty, you guys, I love you all. Thank you for listening. As usual, if you have any questions, concerns, it's temptingpod at gmail.com. Go follow me on Instagram at callmecase or it's temptingpod. If you love the podcast, go like, follow, subscribe on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please leave a five-star review. Please leave a review. Anything is appreciated. I love you all, and I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye.